Hello, and welcome to the G2 Podcast. Hello, um, I'm Holly, and as you met me earlier, that's quite loud. Um, I want to ask you, a bit bold, what is your greatest fear? What are you most scared of? For me, I was always terrified of spiders, still kind of am. Uh, but my dad made me watch Charlotte's uh, Web as a child. I don't know if you've seen it, great film. Um, and despite being scared of spiders, by the end of that film, I was sobbing because the spider had died. Um, now, usually I was the one killing them, but after that, I found a newfound courage in me to treat them with kindness. Because actually, after that film, I kind of loved spiders. I had a strange, unexpected love for them. Now, I'm not perfect, um, but my love for spiders did cast out some of my fear. But there is a perfect love that does cast out fear, and that is the love of Jesus. Now, in 1 John 4.16, it says, So we know and rely on the love God has for us. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And in verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. God is love and God is perfect and therefore his love is perfect. In 1 Corinthians 13, we're told all about love. It's a classic verse thrown out at weddings that love is patient, love is kind. It's not self-seeking, it doesn't dishonor, it's not easily angered. Love never fails. And we're told that God is love. So God is also all of those things. Now, when we're told that perfect love casts out fear, this doesn't mean we don't ever feel scared again. But it does mean if we believe God is patient, God is kind, that God is all of those things, then our faith in who God is overwhelms our fear. Now, this incredible love isn't something you can earn. Good news for all of us. In fact, you can't make God love you any more or less, even if you try really hard, and trust me, I have. But the truth is that this incredible love is a gift. You can only receive it. You can't strive to gain it. In fact, you could reject God. You could hide from him. You can hate him. And still, Jesus will never turn his back on you. He'll never withhold that incredible love from you. You just get a choice as to whether or not you want to receive it. Now, in Romans 8, we're told that nothing in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, which means nothing you have ever done, the worst of it, nothing you've ever done or could ever do, no matter how far wrong you go, can stop him from loving you. Not because of anything you've done, but because of who Jesus is and what he's done on the cross. Now, he's not going to force you to love him back. In love, actually, there's a line at the start that says the unrequited love is the most painful. That means to not receive that love back. But Jesus is willing to take that pain because his love will chase you down all the days of your life, whether or not you choose to receive it. But you do get a choice as to whether you want to live in that love or whether you want to live in fear. Now, living in fear is not living in freedom. I can attest to that. But Jesus died so we could be free. Free from shame, free of guilt, and free of fear. But I guess 
we're so used to living in fear, we almost forget what's so bad about it. Fear restricts you. If you ever hear of somebody saying, oh, I was so close, I nearly did it, or then I just got scared and I didn't. You will always hear it said because fear is what holds us back. The world has monetized our fear. It's why if you're scared that you're not pretty enough or skinny enough, you'll spend, you know, thousands on makeup and all these different things. It's monetized us. And fear stops us living freely. Faith, however, empowers us to step out and do. When we're ruled by faith and not by fear, we are empowered and we are free. Now, I think we sometimes expect that people living in fear look like cowering away in a corner. But I actually think there's a lot more to it than that. I think if you see people settling for a mediocre life that's comfortable, but it's not deeply satisfying, that's a life ruled by fear. A life that's safe, but it's not actually fulfilling. A life with routine, but no adventure. A life that winds up with so much stuff in it, but no true meaning. And why? Why is this so many people that we know? Why is it us? It's because of fear. Fear of failing if we step out and do something new. Fear of being vulnerable if we dare to love and be loved. Fear of rejection, fear of change, fear of uncertainty. Quite frankly, fear of everything. So I think it's clear that this world needs a perfect love that casts out fear, that I do and that you do too. But if we can't earn this perfect love, and we can't, how are we going to receive it? Well, it's a gift that we receive by the Holy Spirit. Because naturally, we all feel fear, we're all terrified, and God knows that full well. And yet, despite knowing that, what is the most common command in the entire Bible? Do not be afraid. So he knows we feel fear, but this command is telling us do not be afraid. He's not saying don't feel it. He's saying choose to trust me. Choose to trust in my love. Have faith in him rather than be ruled by your fear. Now, if we receive this love through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, um, just for context, the Spirit was what was given to us by Jesus when he ascended to heaven. He told us he was sending us a helper. And as Math read earlier, he said in 2 Timothy, and I love this verse so much, the Spirit God gave us is not one of fear, but one of power, of love and self-discipline. God didn't create us to have a spirit of fear. He created us to have one of power, one that helps us to live in love and in faith. And all we have to do to receive that is ask. In Matthew 7, we're told, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. If we ask God to receive his spirit, if we ask God to encounter his love, it will be given to us. Caveat, in his timing. We often struggle with that part. Now, since I've spoken so much on this and I asked you what your biggest fear was, I thought it only fair that I grappled with this too. Um, so as I did, I, it turns out I'm scared of a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and my greatest fear isn't actually spiders. It's not that I'm not good enough. It's not that I'll die alone, although I am scared of those things too. As I'm sure some of us are. Um, but when it comes down to it, it winds out that my greatest fear is that I get to the end of this amazing life. I look back at all the days I lived and wish I lived them differently. 
It's to get to the end of my life and see all the chances I had where God invited me to trust him. And I said no, because I was scared. All the chances I had to share the good news of Jesus that has changed my life, but fear of being rejected just held me back in that awkward moment. It's to look back and see that I lived a life marked by fear when I so easily could have chosen to live one marked by faith. My fear is that I get to the end of this life and never lived the life Jesus died to give me and that you get to the end of yours and haven't either. That you get to the end of yours and have never really fully understood how deeply known and loved you are by God. And I really feel like today Jesus is inviting you to trust in his love over your fear. He is here, he's with us now and he's knocking on the door of your life but he won't make his way in without your blessing, without your invitation. But if you let him in, his incredible love will cast out your fears. It doesn't mean you won't feel scared again. I feel it standing here now. But knowing his love means I always have a choice to choose hope, to choose faith, and to trust in that amazing, all-powerful love of God. So I wanna invite you today to invite God into your deepest, darkest fears and all the other ones in between and let his perfect, perfect love blow them out of the water.